Welcome to the Board Game Community Show, a podcast where we get to know people throughout the amazing board game community. I'm your host, Riley Stock, and today we have an awesome guest, Bonzinator, a Twitch streamer who is just a, a great member of the community. I started recording when she first got on, and then we got talking and talking, and I thought, oh, all of this could be in the podcast. So I'm, I just am going to have it jump into our conversation, part of way into our conversation. Enjoy. This is like take 20 here. I have to add one more thing because we talk about broken token and we talk about cancel culture in this episode. Uh, and, and I very briefly mentioned broken token and that I use them and that was before yesterday some news broke and I just want to say that I do not support that I will be changing my broken token and going with a, another organizer also this goes beyond cancel culture this isn't what Bonds was talking about I mean we kind of talked a little bit later about it and and this is the actual problems that need to be addressed. These are issues that have to be fixed. Anyways, Bonds is so awesome. This episode is great. I loved talking to her. She is just an absolute blast. Sorry for the heavy news. Sorry for the heavy topic. But now enjoy the rest of the episode. Uh, I like how you're like, okay, like let's do something. And then you set the date like that helps. That helps a lot. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I get to be your first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember being in any other podcast. If I was, I I don't remember. It might have been like a snippet or something. Yeah, so. totally understandable. I have a cat that is rolling around on my desk, just nice. going nuts. I don't know if, I don't think this will go down far enough. No. I like, is that Deadpool? Yes. On your shirt? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Deadpool riding a unikitty. Mm-hmm. I we went to Portland this last week and I have not done my laundry. Well, I did laundry last night, so it's hanging up to dry. And so I'm like, well, this is all I have to wear. And then I was like, well, she did that Deadpool cosplay. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what'd, it's you, what'd you do in Portland? Uh, well, I, I work with farms, uh, okay, helping their soil. So we actually went to Southern. Oh. Southern Oregon first to meet with some like cannabis and hemp farms. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Use, they, yeah. uh, I know like that's a good industry to make a lot of money in. So yeah, it, those are literally my only two farmers that do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was absolutely wild. So they I'm, were, I'm going to Portland this weekend. That's why I was asking. Oh, nice. I'll leave Friday. Yeah, it's just a short weekend trip. I have to go visit a store or I want to visit a store that our the company I'm working for is opening. And oh, then uh, yeah, and then I'll be meeting up with some board gamers. So that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, you had better luck than I because I put out a tweet that was like, hey, Portlanders, <laughs> like if I'm going to be in Portland. So we went to Portland after for like three days. Okay. Uh, and nobody replied. <laughs> well, so this one, this one is like a long thing in the making. They were trying to do like a West Coast meetup and oh. it used to be a ton of people. And then one by one, everyone was dropping, dropping, dropping. And now it's down to 10. 
and it's only going to be for a few hours. But like I had already planned on going when it was a huge group. Yeah. And then I already, everything was approved with my work and all. And then all of a sudden now it's only 10 people for a few hours. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll still go. <laughs> I mean that, oh gosh, she's knocking over my cups. <laughs> Jujube. Um, that's still awesome though. I mean, 10 people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good group. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the store they're opening? The, oh, well the group I'm going gaming with, they're meeting at the mocks or Mox house or whatever. It's oh. a game house. But uh, the company that I work for, they're Master Goblin Games, and they'll be opening up a store really, really soon in Portland, and that's a board gaming store. Ah. So, yeah, and I think there will be room to play board games as well. So I'm very excited to see location and, you know, see what progress has been made. I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to swing it and make flyers during the week this week. And then, you know, try and post some places saying, Hey, we're opening. We'll see what I can do. I'm running out of time. Yeah. It sneaks up on you quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to print out work things for my trip. And I literally did it the morning of that. We, left. Oh my goodness. I put it off too, too much. Oh my goodness. So I thought they were ready to print though, and they were not. I was missing like several graphics, so I like hurried and grabbed something to just put oh, on there my. so I could hand it out. Yeah, yeah. So don't I, delay. I, honestly, <laughs> if that were to happen to me, I just wouldn't even do them. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I have to. F- I think I'm flying. I don't know. I don't mess with airplane trips. Like I, I don't plan anything before the airplane trip. Nice. I want to get to airport. I don't want to miss my flight or anything. I get too stressed out. <laughs> that makes sense. If we were flying, I probably wouldn't have done it, but we drove the whole way. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. That's better. That's better. But still not great. <laughs> Do you have, oh my gosh, I just love this cat so much. I'm going to show her to you. Oh, quiet. Oh, oh. Do you love Aww. hanging with Dad? Hanging out. I love her her coat pattern. Is she a girl? Yeah, girl. Oh, okay. Juniper. We have another one that's very similar, but she's more like grayish. So people can never tell them apart, but we're pretty good at telling them Aww. apart. Well, that's so sweet. We almost got three more that are the <gasps> same pattern. What happened? Well, we were going to Portland, and so they were, like, available to be adopted, and I was like, well, like, I don't want to get cats, and then the next day, leave. Yeah. Leave them, like. That makes sense. You don't know if, yeah, you, yeah, I wouldn't do that either, actually. Yeah. Your time will come, though. More cats will end up. (laughs) I know. (laughs) If you want them, they're they're there. I know. They're everywhere, and they're cute. we rent. My landlord won't let us get a second animal. Otherwise, I had one already. Yeah, I. Your dog is super cute, though. He is. He is. He. He just finished. I think he's sleeping right now. But if he wakes up, I'll have to show him to you. <laughs> <laughs> cute. Like in the other room on his bed sleeping. At least he was when I when I ran into my bedroom to get something. I like saw him there. Oh, funny. I saw you tweet. That you were, did you take them on a walk today? Yeah. So I take them since I work from home now, uh, as of a month ago, I'm like full time at home. So I love it. 
and I'm really, really trying to get back into exercising because uh, I haven't exercised since before summer because it's so hot here. But until I start exercising again, I try to get my dog to exercise by just taking him on walks whenever I can. Nice. And they're very, very short walks, but he's older and he had two torn ACLs. So he, you know, I have to give him anti-inflammatories and pain meds. You know, then he gained weight because he can't exercise as much. And now he's like a fat cylinder (laughs) who really just needs to walk. So I'm really (laughs) trying. (laughs) That is awesome and sad, but like (laughs) cute, right? Yeah, it's cute. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. This all could be in the podcast. Yeah, I don't care. Okay, cool. I was like, we didn't officially start it, but I might just have it rolled, start (laughs) rolling there, and then we'll just do the introduction later. But do you You, have any? You do you. Okay. I am like, I don't know. I've had people tell me I do my podcast very differently than others because I'm very casual. Uh, Well, I have no idea. You have no reference. I have no reference. Yep. This is how all podcasts are. And if anyone does it differently, they're wrong. So They're the ones that are wrong. Okay, got yep. it. <laughs> so don't look at this in hindsight and think, oh, how unprofessional. Well, I actually, okay, so I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, that's fine. I, I honestly don't. But I do support people in the, the board gaming industry who do podcasts. Like I'll share their Instagram posts and and I it's just... It's two things. I have a really hard time listening to podcasts and I have a really hard time watching YouTube. And I've always had a hard time doing it, even before I got into board gaming. So I'm trying to be better now. It's just really hard for me. And, and you know, I also don't watch a ton of TV. I, <sighs> yeah, I, I mean, I keep up with movies, but that's on weekends. But like TV regarding, you know, TV shows and all that, that takes a lot of time. And I don't have a lot of time. So anything that takes up my time that I need to 100% focus on, uh, I need to prioritize. And a lot of that is not for fun. It's for what's in it for me regarding work. So, So, you know, sharing podcasts and stuff on Instagram is a way of helping out the board gaming community. So I'll do what I can. And I'll listen when I can and I'll watch when I can. But it's always like, what what is the goal? What is the purpose? So time management is very important for me and something that I am always striving to get better at because I want to fit as many things as I can in my day. That's awesome. I totally get that. That's respectable. I can relate because, well, COVID times, like normally I'm out driving like four to six hours a day. And so podcasts are a good form of entertainment because that's just audio I can have in my car. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And videos I rarely get to watch. Twitch streamers I rarely get to watch. I have popped in. I think I popped in on one of yours a couple weeks ago. And then I watched a, I've watched like past streams. I very rarely get to watch a live stream, which is bu- a bummer because it's like it's fun to interact with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun. It's easier for the streamer as well. Uh, Have you done a lot of YouTube? No. Okay. Okay. So like YouTube and I don't, I can't say for podcasts, obviously, but (laughs) for YouTube, you spend all your time recording and then you edit and then you get feedback for live streaming. You're live streaming, you're interacting, 
you are in real time. If you mess up, you mess up, you're on live stream. Uh, and you decide whether or not you want to create content from that later because you already have something online. Yeah. This is the cat's tail, by the way, going. Oh, yeah, I can tell <laughs> the cats is Juniper's cleaning the camera. I know. I'm just like, oh, you're so cute. But also <laughs> I'm trying to record, buddy. Um, <laughs> normally I lock her out, but my wife is working uh, and so they don't have anything to distract them. So if I didn't lo- have the door open, they'd just be like, pawing. I like, the door. I like that the cats are choosing to cause disruption to you because they're bored. <laughs> I know. Hey, jerks. <laughs> let's, let's do the introduction real quick. And then I might copy and or I might just splice some of that in. Okay. At another part, or I might just leave it in as the beginning and then it'll just be like a late start introduction. So welcome to the board game community show. I'm your host, Riley Stock. And this is where we get, I haven't done an introduction in a while. Hey, redo, redo. Redo. It's all good. See, that's the nice thing about podcasting. And that's the thing with live stream. You can't mess up. I know. If you do, do, people see you for who you are. (laughs) And I'm just a fraud. (laughs) I have messed up so many times on live stream, but the funny thing is people just laugh at you and then you move on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then I think I've seen you post some of your videos of like some of your mistakes or something. Something silly happens or. Oh, yeah. All the time. And so I, I enjoy seeing those. <laughs> if I'm not even going to redo the intro. This is it. We've already started. You guys know what the show is. We get to know people in the board game board game community. And today we've got Bonds or Bonzinator. Bonzinator and I ran into each other at SaltCon a couple of weeks ago. And I recognized her from Twitter. She's all over the place. You can't. You can't not see her. You know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> and and we started talking. It was, I actually, it was a little bit awkward because my wife went to the bathroom and I was waiting for her to come out. And then you came walking up and I was like, Bonzinator! And you came up and we were nice and started talking and talk. And I was like, yeah, like we're just talking. And then my wife comes out of the bathroom and all of a sudden I realized like, Oh shoot! She was probably going to the bathroom. <laughs> oh and I yeah! I just stopped her from going. But it's fine because I have to pee all the time. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, I was probably waiting waiting for my turn to be over at some board game, and then I'm like, okay, I can finally go. You know, so it's normal. That's normal. And and it's fun talking to people because I didn't really know anyone there. Uh, I knew the group I was with that I met there. But I went by myself from California. So it was, it's always nice to, I don't know, meet people and just talk to people. So I enjoyed it. And uh, honestly, for a board game convention, I felt like I didn't get to meet a lot of people. And it's probably because it was a shorter convention. Um, it was kind of weird. I'm, I'm not used to, uh, driving outside of the venue. And I had to drive 40 minutes each way to get there and leave. Uh, so a lot of my time was not there. But then also the other thing was, um, it was my first time in a Mormon hmm. Mormon community. And on Sunday, it was like empty. 
for the, for like half the day. And so like, it was just different than other conventions that I've been to. So I had, I actually didn't meet a ton of people, but I, it was so, so it was nice to run into you and say hello. Yeah. Uh, that's really interesting. I've, I've always been curious cause I've only been to one other convention and it was for farming. So, and that was in California. <laughs> uh, so are other conventions like are, are is Saturday the busiest or Sunday is Sunday the busiest day or how does it uh, for board game conventions? The, the only ones I've been to is Dice Tower West. So, but I've been to Dice Tower West every year that it's happened, which is twice. And it's busy 24 seven. You can even find people gaming there at like 2 a.m. Oh, awesome. so, so it's not an influx of crowds on a certain day. It's just busy all the time. And then I also meet a lot of people at other conventions, like all the time. It's very normal to meet a ton of people. And I felt like this convention, I don't know. I just, I didn't really meet that many people, which is weird. It's weird to me because I'm used to meeting everyone. And like, I would go around and try to give out buttons and pins and stickers and no one was really that interested. But at my other, when I went to Dice Tower West, it was like, oh my gosh, like a freebie. They don't, they don't care who you are. They're like, oh, this is so cool. It's a freebie. And they'll take it and they'll wear it and it's awesome. And I had a f- few people do that this convention, but it was just, it was like a different vibe. It wasn't bad though. It was just different. That is interesting. I wonder if part of that's COVID. I don't think so. I don't think no. I don't think anyone cared about COVID there. That's true. <laughs> if there if there was like a thousand people there, they didn't care, and no one was wearing masks. Like it, you know. I I left California on Wednesday. It was everything was open here, just like normal. I come back Monday morning, and I walk out of the airport ready to take off my mask, and I'm realizing everyone is still wearing their masks. And I guess while I was in Utah. California went back into uh, like a quarantine type thing or Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and now everything is back to like masks and everything in certain counties. And that happened while I was gone. So it was really weird coming back to California and be like, wait, what is going on? Like, why do I feel like nothing has changed all of a sudden? (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were making progress. Yeah. It's, yeah, it took, it took me a few days. And then I asked my chat, I was like, did something happen? California was gone. They're like, yeah, it, they shut back down again Saturday night. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that because I work from home too. So like, I mean, I could have looked up the news, but I feel like unless you're looking up new COVID updates every day on Twitter or something, you're you're not going to stay on top of things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I never know until I go into like a restaurant like... Uh... In Portland, actually, they just started masking back up, like, on Friday. I uh, saw that. Yeah. yeah, and they were they had, like, signs everywhere that was that were like, hey, coming Friday, you, masks are required to come in. Uh, and as we were leaving Oregon, stopping at uh, gas stations and restaurants or whatever, they had masks required. And some people would go in, and the cashiers would have to be like, mask up. And okay. most of them okay. didn't throw. A, I don't think anyone threw a fit, which was nice. Very different from Utah. <laughs> it's it is very uh, interesting seeing each state and how the people act there. And actually, in California, it depends which area you, you go to. So uh, where I live, people seem to not care. But oh, really? I drive. Um, 
perhaps 15 minutes down the road to a different city and it's completely the opposite. So it just, it, it has to do a lot with politics as well and beliefs on what the virus is and how the masks prevent things. And it can be very frustrating and very, you know, nerve wracking to start up a conversation with anyone because you don't want to cause strife or drama or fights or whatever. And it's not worth your time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so actually somebody that I gamed with at SaltCon, they got COVID or they had COVID while there. They didn't know that until like three or four days later. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. And I was really bummed. They had their first vaccination and were waiting for their second. And so it's like, oh, bummer. Oh, and so, so now they can't get their second. Yeah. I right? think they've got to wait even longer. Oh, oh. I know. Yeah, so that, that is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very, it can be very sad. So you just got to hope that nothing bad happens if, if, if you end up getting it, whether you're vaccinated or not. Yeah, exactly. So we tested negative. We went and got ourselves tested. I, you know, quarantined for a while. and That's good. That's good. So. Just to let everyone know, we're safe. <laughs> Before we went to Portland, we were ready to cancel our trip if we needed to. Let's talk about you, streaming. Yeah. How long have you been streaming? Uh, officially since really the shutdown. So what was that March or April of last year? Yeah. Of 2020. And I did it mainly. So I started streaming actually... I. I opened Twitch in December of 2019 after my nephew got me some equipment and he said, you have no excuse now. You have what you need to stream. I think you'd be great at it. And I go, I don't even really understand how this platform works. He goes, you just need to do it. It'll be fine. Just stream Stardew Valley. I was like, okay. So I, my first stream was in December and it was in my living room and I live in a very, very small house. You can see all the junk, all the mess. My kitchen is like dirty. There's like dishes everywhere. You can see the fridge has like pictures of us, like, (laughs) you know, probably stuff that is more like private, like family photos and stuff, just all out there on Twitch. And I'm trying to stream and my nephews are trying to help me. And that's like my first stream. Then my second stream is in January. So I only stream once. And then I waited a month. I streamed another time. Did, and wait, I had, did anyone watch the first one? I have no idea. Maybe like one viewer and then they left. Like, okay. no, it, yeah. Um, and then the second one was in January. And I, I remember I had just gotten out of the shower. I was wearing pajamas, a bathrobe, and my hair was sopping wet. And I was wearing like glasses. And I was streaming again. And it was on like a TV tray with like a book underneath my laptop. And the camera showed the bottom angle of my neck pointing up. So it was very just an like a bad angle of and I didn't have anything else. Um, and everything was on TV trays around me. I was sitting on the couch and I'm looking up at this huge TV. So the whole time you just see my neck. And then that was the second stream. And then I just stopped for like two months. And then the shutdown happened. And that same time I got Animal Crossing, like the same day Animal Crossing came out. So When the shutdown happened, I got laid off my second job and all of a sudden I had time after my full-time job in the evenings. And that's when I was like, okay, now I'm, you know, my full-time job sent me home. So I'm working from home. I lost my second job. What, what can I do to fill up my time? 
until I start looking for a second job because I needed to pay. My first job didn't give, give enough money for me to pay my bills. So I started streaming Monday to Friday because I didn't know what else to do. And within a month or less, I got affiliate, um, which is normal time, I guess. And most people, if they're going to be really, really good, they get partner within a few months of that. I still don't have partner. Uh, try not to think about it. Doesn't mean I suck. It just, that's just how sometimes it goes, whatever. But I started gaining this community and uh, in the Animal Crossing community and then also uh, the board game community because I talk about board games. Whenever I get raided, I would talk about a new board game that I got and how to play it. And I would do that every time I get raided by another board gaming streamer. So then I started uh, gaining attraction from different board gamers. And then I started playing other Nintendo Switch games. Little Nightmares, that was a lot of fun. I would do day streams on, uh, you know, if I had the day off, I would just do day stream. Otherwise, I would do night streams. It was a lot of fun. And then I started raising money for a PC. So it took me nine months to raise enough money for PC parts because I wanted to build my own PC. I was very adamant about it. I've never built a computer before. I've only used Macs for my entire college career and after college, but I wanted to build my own Windows PC. So during COVID, a lot of you guys know a lot of computer parts are completely sold out. Graphics cards are being, uh, what do you call it? When, uh, they're bought out in by robots uh, by a whole bunch and then resold online, um, you know, triple the price or double the price. So it was very hard for me who just didn't have money to just spend waiting, waiting, waiting. And as soon as something is available, it gets sold out immediately, immediately by robot. And I finally, after nine months was able to start building my own computer in December, Christmas, So about a year after I got equipment to start streaming, but nine months into streaming. And then uh, I, I put everything outside because our house is so small. We don't have a table inside. We just have TV trays, but we have a table outside. So I put all the computer opponents outside and I'm using my laptop (laughs) to stream me building a PC on Twitch. And I have these people coming in who I've never seen since. And I never saw them before. (laughs) being like, here's what you need to do. And I was like, what is a PSU? What is a PSU? It's a power supply unit. It's the main thing that you need to turn your computer. I have no idea, but here it is in front of me. And somehow I have to connect it to this box. And it took me about a week to build it uh, here and there. I I wasn't doing it all day because I still had to work. And um, I finally got it built, I think January 4 or something like that. And I started streaming on my PC. That next month, I started raising enough money for a camera. I raised enough money within two weeks. My community is very supportive. Um, I got a pair of headphones for Christmas, so I didn't have to buy that. Uh, I got enough money saved up to buy my own keyboard and mouse. And on Black Friday, I bought a monitor. And then uh, I used my work monitor for my work from home for my second monitor. And then I finally had my own PC set up and I started streaming PC games. And then I still do Nintendo switch games. Uh, because of this, I've been able to start streaming board games 
I still don't have an overhead cam. I use my iPhone. I have to put it on do not disturb or airplane mode. Uh, and I have to hook it up using a long iPhone cord from Amazon. <laughs> and I use a very cheap $19, $15 phone arm. It's awful. <laughs> you get what you pay for when it comes to technology and gear. So if you can't afford it, you have to buy the cheapest thing awful, the cheapest thing that you can afford and deal with it. My mic arm here, super cheap, awful. But I have it. It I'm functioning, and here I am today. Uh, I during this time, every single after every single night of streaming, I would stay up for a couple more hours and I'd edit content. And it was very very difficult for me to edit content. I I'm not that skilled, but I still did it. It would take me forever, and I still do it every day. Um, even if it's just a screenshot from the stream, if I'm super tired or exhausted, it's a screenshot and something gets out there. Word, you know, word starts spreading. My Twitter page got over a thousand followers. Sure. I'm super small. I'm not a partner. I, you know, I don't get paid for any of this, but I'm still doing it. And the whole time I'm still working and I'm married, you know, I have, I have a household here and I was able to do all that at the same time. In uh, June, I get this Instagram message and it's like, hey, I have this opportunity for you. Don't know if you're interested. And I'm thinking this is spam. I'm like, whatever. Because I get that all the time. So then right. I'm like, sure, email so email my email and we'll talk. So they email me and it's a real legit interest in hiring me. And I go, this can't be true. So I'm talking back and forth. I do research and it's a legit company and a legit person. And they found me on Instagram, but because of me posting content from Twitch and uh, long story short for that, I get hired and I've been working there just over a month now. I started July 12 for Master Goblin Games and I do social media and public relations and I'm the manager for for that those areas for the company. And we're going to be opening up board game stores across the U.S. And that's the one in Portland I'm going to see this weekend before it opens. Um, and I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And I, I, I quit my, my other full-time job. I never had to get a second job after I lost my, after I lost it due to COVID. And now I get to fulfill my dream of working from home. That is awesome. I, I, I'm still in shock. I sometimes question whether or not it's real. Uh, I mean, I've only been working there for a month, you know, like, is this a scam? They found me on Instagram. Like, is this real? But I'm, it's been working. I've already seen a paycheck or two, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's actually there. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it. And it may, it puts a lot of pressure on me and I, I'm stressed out, but the person I, uh, who owns the company is like, you know, stop stressing out, but I, I can't help it because I, I am working with what I have. I stream a physical board game using my iPhone and now I'm representing a company to make them succeed and I have to work with what I have. And if I don't do anything, nothing gets done because they're a new company. I'm the only one that's under that area now. 
and I have to do my job. I have to be successful. And it puts a lot of pressure on me. Uh, but it's almost like pressure that I put on myself because no one's telling me that you need to do this. You need to do this. They're just right. like, make it happen. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go stress out. So, <laughs> so that's kind of where I am right now. Um, I want to see the company succeed. I want to do everything for it. Uh, I also am still bondinator and I want to see myself succeed. And how do I make both of those things happen uh, while still making time for myself and my family and being not stressed and being at peace? And that goes back to time management and seeing how much I can do in this amount of time. And then on weekends, put the phone down, don't work, uh, go to the beach and if you do post something, it's because you want to. It's not because you have to. Yeah. Um, set those boundaries. Set the setting those boundaries, which I which I did a lot with Twitch. Also, I stream Monday to Friday. On Saturday to Sunday, you can hit me up on Discord. That's about it. I'm you know it's going to be very hard to play a board game with someone online. I have done it multiple times, but it's very very difficult for me uh, because I'm not at my computer. Right. I, I still want to get into, you know, I, I still play video games. I'm a video gamer and that's how I started Twitch. Yeah. So I'm also family friendly. And honestly, a lot of kids don't want to see you play a physical board game. They want to see you play a video game. <laughs> so it's, it's also balancing like video game content and who my audience is versus what my job wants and what I want to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've, watched actually i think i see role player back there and that was one of the videos i watched of yours which yes. was really fun to watch one that it was I it was a seen. lot of fun yeah it's so easy cool. to do that because it's not a big board i i only have the desk in front of me that's it and i can't even back my chair up i don't have a lot of room here oh <laughs> so this is it and there's nowhere else in the house i could do this yeah that, this is it so like i said i built my pc outside yeah not the best decision, but I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a good view there. Like that yeah. shelf is pretty. People have been teasing me because I just got this shelf behind me and saying like, well, you're ready to stream now. And I'm like, no, <laughs> thank you. Like, well, I mean, I'm not a can, live person. <laughs> you can stream with any background. Some of my favorite people who I watch, they have nothing behind them. They just have a wall. Yeah. Which makes sense, but it is fun to like, I'm looking at your collection right now and mm -hmm. my listeners can't, can't see it suckers, but you can by going and just watching <laughs> Bond's That's right. tour thing. That's right. I rotate the games every so often, depending on uh, how often I clean my office. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't have enough nice. room. So there's some games on the floor here in two, two piles. Uh, and there's nothing I can do about it because <laughs> calyxes are out of stock everywhere in yeah. the walnut color. I want the walnut color. I don't want mismatch. Yeah, you have to have it match. Yeah, that's how mine was. I had wire shelves until I bought this, and now it holds everything, and it's pretty quickly filling up. And my wife is very concerned about that. <laughs> well, with the calyx, uh, you can put some games behind others it's true. before you you know, file them, yeah. but it's just easier if you have more shelves. 
Exactly. It's, so I got it on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I put them behind each other. I put them wherever I can because I don't have the room. But it's not convenient if you want to get those games played because you won't see them. Yeah. Your husband, does he game with you? Yes, he does. Uh, he does not appear online. And uh, people call him Husbonds. So his name is Husbonds. <laughs> nice. And I didn't, I didn't make that up. Someone in chat did a while ago. It's so, a good one. Yeah, yeah. And he's actually like the mystery... No one knows what he looks like unless you've, you know, seen him in real life or whatever. No one knows what he looks like. And they're like, oh, it's only Kaipo living in the house. (laughs) (laughs) It's just my dog and me. (laughs) But he's very introverted. And and also I want to keep his privacy and, you know, respect his privacy as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm hmm. You, but you guys play both video games and board games together then? So, no, we don't play video games together. No, because oh, we okay. only have one PC and only one Switch. So he has an Xbox. So he'll play. He likes playing Assassin's Creed. He has nice. like the subscription. So whenever there's a DLC, he automatically gets it now. So he's been playing through Assassin's Creed. And I don't know what else. But that's I don't know what else. That's all right. Yeah, <laughs> but that's cool. So board games though together. Do you guys have kids? Do you talk about? No. Okay. No, we don't have kids. Um, but yeah, like this. Yesterday we went over to a friend's house and played Grand Austria Hotel and the Let's Waltz expansion that just came out from Kickstarter along with the deluxe pack. Oh, nice. So we just played that. Um, I could have won. I'm very actually. I'm very bitter about it. Uh, I made one mistake. Which usually doesn't happen with games like Grand Austro Hotel. You can usually mo- maneuver around to like make sure it works. And I I found out about it too late, and I lost based off of one move. Oh, and it it, it was very 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 frustrating. Um, I've decided to wait on the expansion because it kind of changes the game overall. Uh, have you played Grand Austro Hotel? I haven't. No. Okay, so. It's it's one of my it's my one of my top nine board games. Oh, and wow. I just got the game off of Game Nerd sale it was like fifty percent off on the deal of the day, which are very addicting deals if you ever go to Game Nerds. I think the deals open around ten or eleven AM Pacific time, I forgot. And if they're a really good game, they'll sell it within like less than twenty minutes. So oh, wow. Um yeah, so the Let's Waltz expansion just came out from people backing on Kickstarter and it adds dancers and special celebrity guests like Albert Einstein and Picasso, which are one time one turn use tiles that get recycled back. Cause you can actually see those celebrities again in the game. Uh, those you there's special dice that you can add on and they have a red dye, yellow dye and blue dye that correlate with the celebrity tiles and you can also instead of sending people to the hotel room once you're sending your guests to the hotel room you actually send them to the dance floor and the dance floor gives you certain points based on which three round three round five and round seven and there's seven rounds the entire game even though there's only seven rounds the game can last 90 to two hours depending on player count wow that's pretty wild yes yes so 
people who listen who are listening are interested in the expansion for a great I mean the grand the Great Western Trail. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the Grand Austria Hotel. Um, I would say only get the only get the Let's Waltz expansion if you are tired of playing the base game because it actually changes the whole game altogether. Like people didn't really care about fulfilling the hotel rooms. They cared about the dance floor because you can actually gain and win based on the dance floor. So only get the expansion if you're ready to change the game almost completely. Okay. The deluxe pack, if you can buy that separately in the future, I would go ahead and do that. And the dice, I think, are a lot better. Supposedly, they're harder to read, but they weren't harder to read for me. They were beautiful, and instead of wood, they had... I forgot what material they were, but they I think the dice were better, too. That's awesome. Deluxe. I mean, if there's anything us board gamers like in yes. the world... The, the, yeah, like... It's components. Deluxe components. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Game bits, the geek up bits. We like to upgrade things. I have never really done that before. I'm new. I'm new to that. So the newest thing I've done regarding anything for your board game is buying inserts. Uh, Right now I'm focusing on folded space because number one, they're easy to put together. Number two, they're light. And I don't want to get a heavier, heavier box. So my most recent insert, my first one ever was Barrage, which is three layers of inserts. Okay. And they're all foam. That is awesome. I I haven't gotten any folded space ones. I always do broken token. But I, kind, I love the folded space look and that they're yes. foam rather than wood. So yeah. I'm going to do that eventually. Yes, you have to make sure you glue them. There's no way you can get away with not gluing them. Oh, okay. But I would say it's worth it in the end. I do work on these types of projects every Monday night on my channel, which if you don't mind, I'll kind of talk about that. Yeah. So every Monday night, I do this. I do the late night stream with Bonzinator. I take off the family friendly tag (laughs) (laughs) and I grab a glass of wine. And I talk about what wine I'm drinking. And in, instead of Alcoholics Anonymous, it's called Board Games Anonymous. Mm. And there's three things. The first step is admitting you have a problem. Admit that you buy too many board games. Step two, you're buying all these board games, but you're not playing them. You buy more board games than you play. Your shelf of unplayed games, we don't want to shame anyone. And we don't want to be naive and call it the shelf of opportunity. Are you kidding me? It's not the <laughs> shelf of opportunity. It's the shelf of unplayed games. So very neutral terms that, you know, we're, we're, we're a group here and we want to be realistic. Step three, what if you didn't buy any more board games until you started treating the board games that you have with more respect? Because you were so excited to buy that board game And now it just sits there and you ignore it and you go buy another board game. That is a problem and you need to fix it. So I want you to spend every Monday night doing something board game related with board games that you already own to get them one step closer to the table. I'm not saying that you have to play them Monday night. However, if you have a board game in shrink, you can unwrap it, punch out all the pieces sleeve the cards if you want to put all the components back in the box in the best way possible. If you have an insert for a game, you can put it together. You can glue it. You can do one step at a time. If you have Zulk in the board game, you can color the wheel. 
why don't you treat your board games with more respect? I'm not saying to go out and spend a bunch of money on geek up bits and all that. You can do that if you want, but make it so that you are getting the board game one step closer to the table. That also means if you are alone um, and you don't, or you know, you're in quarantine or whatnot, get your board games that have solo variant and read the rules on how to play the board game by yourself. A lot of board gamers have not done this. I, I am one of those people that just started playing board game solo mode for the first time in 2021. And I've had the board games for years. So those three steps to success for board games anonymous every Monday night, starting at 9 PM Pacific time. Yes, it is late. It is late, but um, we have to meet, you know, we're kind of, we have to meet in the dark because, you know, we're ashamed. Right. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want anyone seeing you walk into it or. uh... (laughs) Yeah. I will say though, that on my discord, um, we have a discord called Kaipo's kingdom. So it's my dog. He, he's like the, the king of the Discord. And we have a board game channel. And people will post pictures of what they're working on, reading instructions, blah, blah, blah. And afterwards, with permission, of course, I do post those pictures on social media saying, here's tonight's board game's anonymous meeting. Um, That's awesome. I also made stickers. I made stickers and pins. Oh, board game's anonymous. That's so, beautiful. Three steps of success, uh, and and when you see me at a convention, if you come up to me saying that you played a new board game, then you get a free sticker, a free pin, uh, saying good job. And <laughs> also, we have these challenges that I just started in July, and our our second one is coming up at the end of August. I usually do them at the end of the month, where if you play a new board game, and it, it there's three different ways you can play it. Number one, off of your shelf of unplayed games. So it can be a game that you played in your past, but if it's on your shelf of unplayed games, like you bought a copy after you played it, if you play that copy, that counts. Play a game that you've never played before, even if it's on the computer, like uh, like Tabletop Simulator or whatnot, or playing a board game with other people in real life and it's their other, co- it's their copy. It's just you've never played the game before. Yeah. If you play a new game or a game that you've already played, but it's on your unplayed shelf, I will mail you a Board Games Anonymous pin or sticker. Last last month, it was a pin. This month, it'll be the sticker you just saw. That's awesome. So those are challenges that I create for uh, the board game community that, that we have here. Yeah. And that's a good way to just push that, like, I love your tone about it and I love your approach about it, but it's also just like such a fun way to get these games that we never, ever play and probably never would if we didn't get pushed into it. (laughs) Yes. And two, I think last, no, no, no. Two Mondays ago, uh, instead of board games anonymous of like me working on an insert, I actually redid my entire board gaming shelf on stream. Whoa. And I cold a week or someone in chat calls it rehome. You don't call them, you rehome them. Hmm. Cause it sounds more, you know, nice. Yeah. But you we re I I rehomed or I was going to rehome about sixteen games. Which for me that's a lot because I only have I think seventy two not including expansions. 
which is not very, it's not 72 games is not a lot of board games for board gamers. It's, it's not, but I honestly just don't have the room. Yeah. So I would buy more if I could, but I'm running out of room. Um, and I have more on the way actually in the mail. Uh, I am, I'm, I may be the leader of board games anonymous, but there's a reason why I started it. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a problem. Um, but, but yeah, I, I sold six games since two weeks ago from that pile and I still have a few more I'm trying to get rid of, but I actually got rid of 16. So that's also part of it is like, if you're not going to get it once of closer to table, why are you keeping it? Don't right. keep it for someone else. Oh, when this person comes over, they love the game. Then get rid of it. Give it to them. Like, like stop keeping games because of someone else and you're never going to play them. Like what you're wasting space. You, there's so many board games out there that you could be filling that space with and you would love that game so much more. So just do it. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. Yep. Uh, so this is something I normally cover at the beginning. What got you into board games? Uh, my friend. My friend got me into board games. He, My first board game ever was called The Castles of Burgundy. Oh, it's yes. my number one game. I still love that game. I love Stefan Feld. Uh, I have some friends that don't like Stefan Feld because they've advanced and I don't care because I play the games that they do too. And you know, I still like Stefan Feld. So, um, I played that after I graduated college. Uh, what year? I honestly don't remember what year, but I actually started playing board games more consistently and buying them for myself in 2018. So I am newer to the board game community. Probably why I only have 72 before <laughs> 2021. Before 2021, I only had, I want to say 35 games for years. Wow. Because I, I mean, I just couldn't afford it. I, you know, working two jobs, lost one due to COVID, have to get another job because I can't pay the bills. You're not going to kickstart or anything. You're not going to buy new games of anything. And if you don't have the room and you're not spending money doing anything, why would you like, it's just, you can't do it. Um, and this year I've been able to buy more. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've been able to make a little bit more money. So it's going straight back to board games. But but also, also like, I've had to wait a long time. And I had to be very patient. And even still, you know, I want to support companies and all that. But if I'm not financially in that spot to do so, and I'm saying this for anyone listening, if you're not in a financial spot to support a board game company, your local board game store, like, sure, that's great. You want them to stay open and everything. If you cannot financially do it, then do not do it. Yeah. Do not do it. You have to pay your bills. You have to put food on the table. You have to take care of your family. If you have one, you have to take care of your dog or your cat. You know, if you cannot support someone financially outside of your own home, then do not do it. And that includes a company. They did not open their local board game store for you to pay their bills. So don't do it if you can't afford it. Um, and, and that's like a huge thing with me. It's like, 
you know, this is great that you have the underwater city, cities expansion, local board game store. It's great, but I'm not going to buy it even though I want it because I can't afford to do that. And going to be honest, if I get some money for board games and I see a game nerds deal for 50% off for the underwater cities expansion and I can afford it, like I'm going to choose that. Cause I'm not in a financial spot to pay hundred percent. I'm not. And it, you know, you just have to line your priorities financially. And that's like another thing with like BGA too. It's like, you know, it's not also for joking. There's a lot of people I know who spend a lot of their paycheck on board games, but then like they're, I see them struggling in other areas that I think are more, that I think are more important. Obviously they don't, but I'm not going to tell you what to do at the same time, but I, I will provide an, maybe, you know, through my words, I can help motivate you to get back on the right track. Like you can still have fun and play board games and not own them all. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I hate seeing it on Twitter. When I first was on Twitter and every time the, uh, Amazon sale or the target sale would go where it's like, buy two, get one free. Or like, here's just a crap load of really good deals on board games. And every single time people on Twitter will go like, don't buy them from Amazon. Don't buy them from target. Go support your favorite local game store. And I'm just like, that's elitism. People aren't financially able. like, yes, you should go support your local game store. Absolutely. If you can, but like if doing it this way allows you to be able to financially afford more games that you can get to the table and experience more of these awesome experiences, then, then do it. Don't feel any shame about that. Like, and also don't feel bad for skipping out on those deals because you can't afford them. They'll come back around again and they might even be cheaper because Game values sometimes depreciate. And it's a little also, less there's nothing wrong with buying a game used because yeah. a lot of the times the board gamer before you took good care of it or they just never played it and it's basically brand new. <laughs> um, but sometimes it'll be Kickstarter edition. Sometimes I'll have upgraded components. Sometimes I'll have containers. Sometimes the cards will be sleeved. Sometimes I'll have an expansion thrown into it. Um, you can find some really good deals with used board games as well. Sometimes components are in pill bottles. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I that the Castles of Burgundy that I bought for $15 from SaltCon in in prescription bottles from Walmart. Like all the tokens are organized. It was super weird opening that on stream. I almost got a little creeped out. I'm like, what did I just open here? Like, are you sure there's tiles in there or is there drugs in there? Like, what did I just buy? Oh. Um, and it was components. And I actually bought that game to give to someone in the future who loves the castles of Burgundy because it's my number one game. Uh-huh. It is actually, I have four copies of the castles of Burgundy right now in my office. Oh, that's um, awesome. I have the, I have two deluxe and I have two OGs. So the OGs they're not going to make again. And the deluxe, in my opinion, the board is too distracting. And a lot of people call it ugly, but in my, that my word for it is just very, very distracting. Mm. The OG board is a lot cleaner. Look, and they're not going to, I don't think they're going to be making that anymore. So if anyone loves the castles of Burgundy and they don't have the OG version, they can't find it. And you love the game. I will, I will 
gift that to you to share my love for that board game. Wow. And that's why I bought it because it was $15 and I was like, spread the love of my number one board game. That's one of the person who pushed me to start podcasting, Dusty Dowdle. He love, love, loves that game. Uh, and, but we talked about it and he like, he bashes on that board so much. He's like, I just wish that I could like, he wants to, he joked about like having his brother who's a miniature painter, uh, paint the board for him (laughs) so that it could look better. So, but he's like, this is one of my favorite games. So it's not a knock on it necessarily. Like despite that. It, I will try to combine the old board with the new uh, quote expansions. Like one, they, they added one tile. They called it an expansion, a whole expansion. It's like 10 expansions, but it's like one tile is one expansion. Okay. I will try to combine the new game, the new version with the old board and see what I can do. I don't know how far I can get with that though. That would be tricky. I'm sure. Do it though. Let's see it. (laughs) (laughs) i'll try well that answered my other question was what's your favorite if you have a number one so you do yep i do uh i I never uh so the the four copies i have one of them is the to give away the og version that i also have a brand new deluxe castles of burgundy in shrink and that will be a giveaway um that was purchased by my friend who actually is not a Stefan Feld fan, oh. but he, you know, he supports uh, me as a streamer and he is going to be the dungeon master for a future D and D stream. I've never done D and D before. He's writing a one shot and that will be a giveaway during the D and D stream from him and uh, to, to support my stream. So he's a really nice person and, um, that was really nice of him to mail me that copy. So that's why I have four copies in my office. <laughs> <laughs> You're just obsessed with it. That's yeah, why. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Well, let's go a little. Well, I mean, you're like immersed in the board game industry. I am. I am. It's but you also play video games, I guess, and go for walks. You've got a dog. So I was going to have a journey outside of board games. Uh, uh, yeah, what do you like so to do? I actually, uh, I actually don't do a lot of gaming outside of stream. Oh, okay. Uh, un- unless it's a convention or, you know, before COVID we went to weekly board game nights at my friend's house. Since then we have not done that. I went to that friend's house to play Grand Austria hotel last night. That was the first time in months, really. It like, we just don't do it anymore. Um, and right now my husband still works from home due to COVID with his company. I now work from home. So what do we do outside of gaming? I would almost say, what do I do outside of streaming? And I love motorcycles. I have a, uh, I used to have a Honda, uh, a little one, a little 250 Honda shadow. I mean, Honda rebel. Honda Shadows, the 651. And I had to sell it to fix my car, which really sucked. I did that last year during COVID because I had no money, you know? (laughs) Like, times are really hard. Yeah. Uh, And and, uh, I had to sell that. And then for about, actually, a whole year, I was just thinking about motorcycles. Like, I really want one again. 
And uh, recently, actually last month, I was able to get a small, a uh, small one, what is it? 150 CC. So not that powerful, a uh, little Grom and it's a 2022 yellow Grom. Hmm. And it's, it, it's basically like a miniature crotch rocket, but it's super tiny. It's, it's so fun. A full, so my husband is what? Six, three, six, four. He actually looks good on the bike. It, it's just, it can fit any height. I think it, it's just made that way. He was not able to drive the Honda because when he turned the, the handlebars, it would hit his knees for this bike. It's not made that way. A uh, super fun little bike. Definitely can't go on freeways can barely reach 55 miles an hour. Barely. So unless you're going downhill, right? So, so just a fun little bike for now. It was, it was affordable and I like doing that on my off time. I like going to the beach. Um, before COVID, I went camping a lot. I haven't gone since then. I don't know if you know if this is outside of California, but for those of you listening in California, if you try to make reservations anywhere in any national park or campground, it's very difficult. Sometimes you have to book six months in advance and they actually have bots that buy all the reservations and resell them at a higher price. Oh, gee. Right now, bots roll the internet. So yeah. it's very difficult to do anything. For first come, first serve, we went to, we drove four and a half hours of Death Valley during COVID. This was like a few months ago. Because uh, you can't go to Death Valley National Park in the summer. It's too hot. And first come, first serve, we were there. Entire campground was full. Entire RV park was full. People during COVID are, are just going camping like crazy. It's really insane. Yeah. We had to sleep next to a dumpster in Death Valley. Like they wouldn't let us sleep anywhere else. We had to sleep next to a dumpster. And even that was illegal to them. In the morning we packed up, but then we reset camp next to an RV that had left. Thank goodness. So we set up all our tents. A windstorm blew through, destroyed everything. And not only our tents, destroyed hundreds of tents. And a whole, uh, basically like Indiana Jones wall of wind and dust came towards our campsite. And hundreds of people filed out to leave Death Valley. So that's kind of what I used to do before COVID. Not yeah. not really right now. Um, other than that, I'm also in a band. I haven't played in. A, we haven't done a lot of gigs because of COVID. We're slowly getting back into it. I play harmonica in a in an old rock band. So we play music from the 50s to the 90s. Wow. Uh, main, mainly 50s and 50s to 70s is our focus, but we also play 80s and 90s. So a lot of rock. Um, I love it. It's, it's a, they're amazing band. They were, they're all, they're all like either semi-retired or full retired. Like, you know, they're, they're amazing group. Um, you're the youngin. I'm the youngin. Yeah. Yeah. They have, they have like guest guitars and stuff And the, the band is really cool because you don't have to be there for every single show. They'll grab someone else, but, uh, there's only one or two other harmonica players. So oh, nice. I'm, I play harmonica a lot for them. I haven't, haven't in a month because of my new job, I had, I had to call and be like, I need to focus on my new job real quick. So, but yeah, Makes that's, sense. that's about it right now. Um, life is always changing and my hobbies always change. Um, I try to focus on myself when I can, uh, just because 
sometimes it's easy to forget about caring for yourself. And it's very easy to put other priorities on top of that. And for those of you listening as well, like just remember to take care of yourself because if you don't, uh, you're going to really be able to tell that and it's going to affect everything you do. And sometimes that's easy to forget. Yeah. And I will say, don't let someone else influence how you feel. And that can, that can happen very, very easily, but you have to, something my mom always said was just let it fly over your head. Whatever they just said, let it fly over your head. If it bothers you, just let go of it. It's not worth hanging on to it. And it'll affect your health physically, mentally, and emotionally if you hang on to what someone else has said if it affects you in a negative way. Yeah, exactly. There's the, uh, I, my wife and I always quote, and now I can't remember who said it on Paul, RuPaul's Drag Race, but the like, water off a duff, duck's back. Yes, exactly. Same, same type of thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we could talk all day about that. I don't know. We are about on at an hour mark, I think of we are, we are, I do have to get, uh, I have to create Facebook pages for every single location for my company today. Perfect. (laughs) So I do, I do have a lot of work to do. Uh, I haven't been on, I haven't dealt with Facebook in a long time. (laughs) Oh gosh. I jumped off that (laughs) a while ago because Uh, yeah, people were hating on me for hating on Trump. So, (laughs) Yeah, you never never post politics on Facebook. Come on now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will say one thing. Twitter and board games, there's so much drama. And I, I tell you, if you want to get into drama and you want to get into board game drama, go to Twitter. And I, I said something. I said, man, I've been on Instagram for years with board games. I've never had, I've never seen this much drama until I went to Twitter. That's all I said. I got hated on. I got attacked. I got DM'd. Oh, wow. Um, people I had never seen before and haven't seen since, which just really upsets me. Like, if you're going to, if you're going to, like, if you're going to talk the way, what you're, if you're going to say what you're saying on my tweet and never show up again, then I don't care what you have to say. Because I don't know who you are and you're never going to come back here. So I don't care. It got me so upset. They're like, you, you, they're like, you're just being uh, ignorant of the real issues in the board gaming industry. There's so many issues that are happening and people like you are the reason why nothing is changing. And it's like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I don't care what your opinion is about the board gaming industry because you can do nothing about it. You complaining on Twitter does absolutely nothing but stir up the waters in a negative way. If yeah. you want to make actual change, then make actual change. Like I'm not putting up with this crap. Like I don't care that just because I say one tweet doesn't mean that I am like, like being ignorant to the real issues at hand. No, I know the real issues at hand. And I think you cussing up a storm and calling people all these names because you're unhappy with one thing that was said. I'm sorry. Like, please go get a life. Like this is like, like this is exactly what I'm talking about. So, so that that's like the other thing too, is like, if you really want to get into drama and board games, you can actually find it on Twitter. (laughs) And I didn't know that till I accidentally said something wrong. I had to like apologize. I had to reply to every comment who was like yelling at me saying like, you were right. Like it was 
it was crazy. It was crazy. I had to address it on Twitch being like, you know, I actually do care about the real situation. Like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Oh, like you're taking so... it out of context. Like, oh, so that's things exactly that, like, what, yeah, exactly why I tweeted that. And I shouldn't have like, yeah. wrong, wrong <laughs> Ooh, hot topics. Yeah. That's why I appreciate people like Joe, Phantom Meeple, who's another streamer. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know him, but he... Uh... I'm seeing him this weekend, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> mm-hmm. He donates, like, all of his money that yes. he makes off of streaming. He just donated another payout yeah. uh, to an organization. Who was it? It was, for it was something an... for trans rights. Exactly. That is making a change. That is doing something about it. I support that. That is awesome. I think yeah. I retweeted him. Like I, I went to that link and I was like, oh my gosh, like who is it? Like, what is this company? Like that is something I want to see. Like that, that's, that is some positive change that people can do. That's what I like. Yeah. I want to see more of that. Well, I uh, I mean, I, I'm going to try not to cry here because it's I get really emotional about it. But at SaltCon, uh, I don't know if you saw at the front Rick Lorenzen's badge when you checked in. Uh, don't remember. Yeah, there was like a little memorial. But Rick Lorenzen is like a local designer here in Utah uh, and part of this guild. And he was like the first person that I didn't personally know to like support my podcast and like talk about games with me. And he just super duper nice guy. Uh, and he died like the week of SaltCon. Oh my gosh! Um, and no. so, yeah, it was like devastating. And I was supposed to meet him several times. He was supposed to come on the show. Like, oh no! But he was just. Like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Busy. That's and, awful. Yeah, it was really sad. But one of the like most heartwarming things is that uh, I run the Twitter page for the Board Game Designers Guild of Utah, and so I posted about it, and I posted the GoFundMe, and like. I just, it was an overwhelming response of like, oh my gosh, like I never met him in person, I but he was always so nice and like, and uh, oh, he'll be missed and people retweeting it and people donating. Like I went through and I looked through and I saw like, I mean, some people in the board game industry, I saw their names on there because you can either donate anonymously or or put your name on there and and like they were donating significant amounts to the GoFundMe for like, his kids that were left behind because uh, him and his wife died in a car accident. Oh my gosh. And so it was just like this devastating thing out of nowhere. And, and they raised so much money. It's still open and there will be a link in the, I've okay. been plugging okay. it good every to, show. Yeah. Uh, so go look at the show notes and there'll be a link to the GoFundMe listeners and you can still donate to help, but it's just like, that was the type of stuff I love to see is like us taking care of each other. Not just like, yep. We can talk all we want, but like actually put your money where your mouth is actually like go out and volunteer. Uh, It's also because like the cancel culture is a fad right now and it's very easy to cancel someone on social media. And I'm just so tired of it. And I know a lot of people are, it's just not a good thing. And seeing people come together for a good cause is should should be not refreshing it should be normal but it's refreshing right now amidst so many negative things that are happening and it's just so i mean it is emotional 
It makes it makes people have hope because there's hope for a better society. Yeah. And even though there's something bad that happened, we're coming to, coming together, growing closer because of it and helping each other. And and I I, I hope to see that um, everywhere, not just in board games, you know, but that, that that is I'll have to check out that link as well. Yeah, you can send that to me. Definitely. Uh, cancel culture. I'll say real quick. Uh, I not a huge fan of just like canceling somebody for s- certain reasons, but I am a fan of calling it consequence culture. If you're a bad person, yes, it's the same thing as cancel culture, but like your natural consequence is people don't want to follow you. People don't want to support you. Yeah. If you sexually harass people, everything, obviously everything comes out in the clear. Uh, but you know, there's just been some wild stories where I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Of course, if something's, if someone's doing something awful like that and illegal and they should be in prison. Yes. Or, yeah. or in my opinion, like sometimes worse. Cause I just, you know, I just, there's so much anger goes, you know, so much anger fuels me when I hear those types of stories of, of these terrible things happening to women in the industry and, uh, and even men in the industry is just like some terrible things happening to them. It's like angering, angering, but you know, I think that's even more than cancel culture. That's just like, they just need to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> they it's need to go to jail. Culture. It's yeah. Accountability. Like we hold each other accountable and that's, what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Well, my, my referencing is me tweeting. There's a lot of drama here. And then me being canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I apologize profusely. And then I never see these people again because they're like, we stand up for what's right and you are wrong. And then you never see them again. They don't support you in any way whatsoever. And they don't support any of your friends and they're doing good. You know, like, okay, yeah. you can just, you can also go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to support me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, please just go away anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we'll, wrap up right here real quick with uh if you have do you have like five ten more minutes uh i have five, five. i have to okay. pee oh of course <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to stop you from doing that again yes <laughs> um ridiculous theme did you come up with a ridiculous theme for what oh so i i messaged you about that but it was in a whole long message so we play a game called ridiculous theme where we come up with a ridiculous theme for a board game okay so it can be literally anything. Let me just pull one out of my butt here real quick. Uh, <laughs> I've got one inspired by you, actually. Okay, what is it? It is PR, the board game. And so whenever I hear PR, it's obviously the whole thing of like, oh, this CEO said something wrong. Like, hurry, twist his words and make it right. Or like, so it's just like okay. dealing with oh, those like okay. PR okay. nightmares. Maybe it's called PR nightmare. Ooh, ooh, that sounds like it'd be too stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's too real for I you. I probably would not play that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot. Uh, I would probably so a themed board game. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would probably. I mean, okay. 
I'll probably do one with camping. Let's mm-hmm. just choose camping. Uh, it would incorporate, it would not be like parks. Okay. You're not, you're not visiting national parks. You're trying to make reservations uh, at different campsites. They don't have to be national parks. They can be campsites. So the beach or anything like that. Um, and it would probably be hand management and worker placement. Shoot. Let's do worker placement turn order. So depending on when you made your reservation, uh, you can get different amenities. What do you call it? (laughs) Amenities. Anemones. Oh, gee. (laughs) You get different anemones depending on your worker placement and, you know, running toilets or porta potties. Do you, do you, are you, are campfires allowed on the sand or do you have to bring your own pit? Do you have to have a fire operating license? Um, Like you have to have that in the, Sequoia National Forest. You have to take like an online certification. That's really easy, but you still have to take it. Yeah. And so, you, like, depending on the cards that you have in your hand and your worker placement, um, how what kind of campsites can you can you make reservations at? Nice. I don't know. <laughs> Bam! A ridiculous theme. I actually, th- I think that's a really good idea. No one steal that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be yeah. talking to uh, to. Uh, my people. <laughs> <laughs> it's copyrighted. All right, everyone. It's gone. You yep. Know. <laughs> yep. It's like, it's, it's not called parks. It's called tents. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's good. Yep. I'll have Keymaster buy it out. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. It could be like an expansion to parks. They could buy it out. And- no, no. no? They, okay. they don't need any more expansions. It doesn't fit in the box. Good call. All right, I totally support that because I'm. Yeah. I hate yeah. having multiple boxes for Wingspan and uh, other games. Yep. Yep. So, well, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, I hope that everything goes well with uh, the podcast, and I hope that you know you can grow even more so. So maybe by the time this podcast podcast comes out, you know you'll have a whole bunch of more interviews lined up. Do you, yeah. do you have a, are you on a busy schedule or how does oh, this yeah. work? There is no shortage to awesome. people to interview. Like Awesome. So, well, I'm very happy yeah. for you. I've got like six people lined up and there's like 10 more in my head that I'm like, you have to come on the show. I have to get that this person so on the show. Great. So. That is so great. And where, where do your podcasts go? Everywhere. Okay. So, so for someone who doesn't podcast. listen to podcasts, I don't podcast. So... <laughs> Yeah, right. Anywhere you podcast, and I don't. So, where would I go to listen to your podcast? Either Spotify, okay, or Apple Podcasts. Those are the two most popular. Okay, okay. Uh, So, I'll go to Spotify because I have Spotify. Perfect. I was going to say most people have Spotify because of music. So, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and I'll have to listen to your past podcasts as well. This last week's episode was live in Eugene, Oregon, with no edits with a guest and that was you're basically a streamer i know it it felt like that there were a couple mistakes and i was like well or coughing because the air was so bad oh shoot yeah yeah Yeah. anyways where can people follow you find you watch you so my my handle is b-a-n-z-a-i-n-a-t-o-r bonsai nator bonsinator it's like the Terminator, but Bonzinator. <laughs> and I am on Twitch 
Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I'm on Discord. And I also have a YouTube that isn't as active right now because all my time goes on Twitch and it's very hard to do both. For TikTok, I focus my TikTok content for my company, Master Goblin Games. So so you'll see them around the U.S. and opening in Portland very soon. Woo! Perfect. Thank you so much for listening. I am going to try and shoot through a couple of news things really, really fast. Yesterday, from the day that this airs, I was on a episode of Organized Fun. We played a couple of games. It was like games that could fit on a single bridge-sized card, and so there were like 50 of these games. And that was a lot of fun to play those games with them. Some of the games weren't super great from a board game aspect, but I think as a role-playing prompt, I think that would have a lot of really cool things in it. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Their, their show is great. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Board Game Hot Takes is another great podcast, and they just celebrated, or they're celebrating, I think right now, their one-year anniversary, which is really exciting. My one-year anniversary of when I started podcasting with Nerding Out is today, the day this airs, August 20th. That's when my very first episode of any podcast that I had ever been on came out, and that's really exciting to me. I'm excited to hit that landmark with the Board Game Community Show eventually. Protocon Online is an online playtesting event that's coming up one week and one day from when this airs. August 28th, 2021, all day. It'll be so much fun. Come join us. My game is on there and I'm really excited about it. I've played it and it's been successful so far, but come and try and break my game or just try and help me improve it. I think there's some things that I still need to tweak and figure out and solidify, but it's been a fun process making this game. There's Sarah Salis, who was on the show, Diamonds for Water. I played her game, really awesome. Bevan, he's bringing Mechal Mental, which sounds like a really cool, fun theme and cool game. I just, I love my guests. So many awesome, awesome things. John Wood, Old Man Merlin, really excited. I played a round of that. That's a fun one. And then Elena Sanchez, who was in the B&B episodes, she is bringing her game Party Planner, which I also played that, and it's a great game. There's so many great games, so many great designers, varying amounts of progress on how far they are on their projects. Some of these might be kind of close to Kickstarter or release. Some are probably pretty early, so you can really help form those games and, and give very valuable feedback. And, and they're fun. It's always fun. Last time I did this online event, I didn't play a single bad game. Some of them might have been a little rougher around the edges, but it was still a lot of fun, and it was cool to give that feedback. Uh, Jeff Beck, he did Intrepid, the Kickstarter that's arriving on people's doors this last month. Really cool game. He has a game there, too, called Con Artists, just a project he's working on. Come play that. There's so many cool games. Aaron Treglon, him and his wife made a game called Faction Fighters. That'll be there. There's an episode on Nerding Out with him and his wife, both him and Paige. And that was really fun. Uh, the game's cool. Very good art. 
All right, I think that's all the news. Whew. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review. Let me know. DM me, at me on Twitter. Share it with your friends. If you hate it, share it with your enemies. You'll have the last laugh. I have a pretty packed schedule of guests, so if you at me or DM me or email me, I'm at Nerd Out With Us on Twitter, or you can email the Board Game Community Show at gmail.com. You can ask to be on the show or say, hey, I think it'd be fun to have this person on the show. I will reach out to them when I have time. I already have quite a few guests that I've asked to come on and quite a few more that I plan on asking, but I will put them in the queue and it might be months down the road, but I will ask them. I promise. All right, everybody. Again, one final thank you. And until next time, keep nerding out.